Good afternoon, folks. This is Ron Stone. I'm with Randy Burks, and you're at Around the Pond right here. And we're brought to you by Talisa Shackle. It's your hometown Alpha agent in Holly Pond. For auto, home, life insurance, it's Alpha insurance agent Talisa Shackles. Walker Brothers in Bailiton, a full line of building supplies and material, family owned and operated since 1963. Affordable Tire and Auto. For tires, alignment, tune-ups, we're called Affordable for a reason at Affordable Tire and Auto. Traditions Bank, a true community bank. We're building financial bridges. Traditions Mortgage, let us help you with all your mortgage needs. Holly Pond Animal Clinic, a hometown veterinarian providing service for both animals large and small. Citizens Bank and Trust, a small bank making a big difference. Hopper's Family Pharmacy Market in Fairview, dedicated to bringing customers the best service, grocery items, meat, produce, and prescription needs. Mullins Body Shop, 24-hour towing, accident repair, painting. We are where quality is a difference at Mullins Body Shop. Merchants Bank of Alabama, the Merchants Way, discover the power of a great community bank. Randall Shedd, Alabama House District 11 representative. He's a member of the Alabama House Representative, provide, proudly serving Coleman, Marshall, Morgan, and Blunt Counties. Holly Pond Supermarket, gasoline, diesel, convenient late-night purchases at the pump for items or snacks. Come in and see us at Holly Pond Supermarket. The Rough House, we provide daily and long-term boarding for your pets, plus we do pet grooming. Farmers, poultry, and supply. Get all your poultry supply needs without even having to cross the road. Moss Service and Funeral Home, providing funeral and cremation services with compassion since 1882. Holly Pond Tire and Lube, for tires, wheels, oil change, we are family owned and operated in Holly Pond. Stewart's Auto Parts, we deliver the right products at the right place at the right time. We put you back on the road again. Hall's RV, North Alabama's North Alabama's RV dealer for travel trailers and fifth wheels. We sell fun. I may have to read that one again. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, how, yeah. how many times when we were cutting cutting live commercials for the for the continuous live stream were not on there? Yeah. How many times did you go through that one? Quite a few. Yeah. Hey, if I if I have to say anything over a one liner, I'm stuck. <laughs> All right, Heritage of Dental, that's Dr. Brad McKinney in Aniana, family dentistry where patients are always welcome. Alabama Web Presses, come print with us on Evil Road, Alabama Web Presses. Dan Stevens with Alabama Health Guidance, providing Medicare insurance options and solutions. Sullivan Photography and Travel, providing Holly Pond team photos for our website. The Spirit Shop for custom Holly Pond shirts, caps, and other items, contact the Spirit Shop. The Awards Palace, shop for plaques, trophies, nameplates, medals, pins, certificates. Think of the Awards Palace. Folks, go by and see all of our fine sponsors and tell them you appreciate them sponsoring Holly Pond Sports. And, Randy, we're about to start off another football season or another uh, ball season period. We're going to start with football, but uh, we'll mix a little volleyball in there with it. But uh, we're excited to get ready and Tonight, we got a special guest. You want to tell us about him? Yeah, we've got Holly Pond Principal Nate Ayers. And I, want, I really feel like I'm dressed down tonight. <laughs> I want to tell you, usually, I'm used to Nate being in his shorts, his uh, 
what was it your hook shirt oh was, yeah yeah my fishing shirts and and so what i clocks. so what i did was after work <laughs> now i have to wear dress pants and a white button-up shirt or blue button-up shirt to work now so i thought i'm gonna blend in with nate i'm not coming up here in dress pants anything I get here, I'm the only one in shorts. <laughs> only one in shorts. Yeah, I messed it up. That's my fault. <laughs> well, I've, been, I've been to Blountsville to a funeral this afternoon. Uh, most people know uh, Rusty Littleton, uh, Cole, Little, Cole Littleton's daddy. Rusty's mother died this week. Uh, she was a 1963 graduate of Blountsville, and our prayers and thoughts go out to the Littleton family. Well, Nathan... As we call called you in high school. Now it's Nate. <laughs> now it's now it's Mr. Ayers. Mr. Ayers, hey, okay. Hey, when you get a principal, hey, you throw away your shorts and your t shirt and start <laughs> looking like a principal. Oh, that's but good. Seriously. I wanna say welcome back. And uh you've uh I know you were great to help us when we come over with everything at uh Etowah while you were there. It had to be a difficult decision to leave something that you really enjoyed the but i know this is home and it was but the one thing i really watched was you push things to get things done you promoted those kids i don't know how many times i saw on there it said it's great to be a great to be a blue devil yep now, you've had to get rid of all your royal blue stuff, and you're having to try to buy green stuff, which is hard to find Kelly green, but you're trying to get it. <laughs> and the one thing I like is I look forward to seeing that, a continuation of promoting our kids here at our school. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the cool thing about uh, Atala as a city in, in Etowah High School and Etowah Middle School while I was over there is – you know, yeah, they're 45 minutes away from home and, and home being here at Holly Pond, but working class community that love their kids and fought for their kids, and that's exactly what we are at Holly Pond. Um, but I'm a firm believer you, you've got to tell your story. You've got to tell your narrative because if you don't, somebody else will, and they may or may not put, you know, what you want out there. Um, you know, we're going to brag on our kids, and, and it is a great day to be a Bronco, and it will forever be a great day to be a Bronco because – you know, this is home. You know, 20 years ago, I walked across the stage, and, you know, when we gave mom scholarship out during awards day, I told those kids that. I said, you know, you, you think that, you know, high school is, is the greatest thing ever, and, and I have a lot of memories and still got a lot of lifelong friends, but, you know, 20 years down the road, what are you doing to give back? You know, what, what are you putting back into our community? You know, we want our kids to to live here and love to live here, and we want our, we want our kids' kids to, to go to Holly Pond High School but we want them to go here because they want to be here. You know what I'm saying? If they want to go to New York and, and chase their dreams being you know, a playwright or, or they want to go to California and be an actress or, or they want to go to the Midwest and, and buy a farm and, and be a row cropper for a living, you know, we want them to be able to do that. But if they want to be at Holly Pond, Alabama, we want their kids here. Um, you know, I, I, think it's, I think it's so essential that as a small town and a small school that – our kids get highlighted and they get the notoriety and, and they get the things that they deserve. You know, we're not going to ask for anything that, that, that we don't earn, but at the same point in time, you know, shame on us if, if people out there don't know our kids. Uh, so we're going to do a great job of that. We're going to put our kids out there. Uh, we're going to put them in spots where they can be successful. Um, 
you know, not only in the classroom, but, but out in the community as well. You know, Nate, 23 years ago, I started on the school board for Coleman County. And one of the first things I read was a uh, survey or uh, Dr. Shelton in the University of Alabama, he had all these statistics and he wrote it that uh, a school that has a K through 12 between uh, uh, 1,100 and 1,200 kids. And the school is named after the community, like Holly Fonz mm -hmm. and Holly Fonz High School. He said, those kids excel better than one that comes from a real small school or a real large school because they've got just enough pride in their school that they can do just about anything they want to. They can be in the band and play basketball. You know, there's room for everybody. Where when you get to a 2,500 student school, right? You know, you rule out just about everybody that can't pay $750 to be on the softball right. team. You know, right? That's right. That way. So, yeah. But uh, so Holly Pond is in that category. We got a th thousand students, I think, thousand six last. I don't even know. Yeah, we're 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 right at that. Maybe just a little bit less, but oh. but we're going to be in that same ballpark from from K-12. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. You know, I, I've been able and been blessed to, you know, work in a system where, you know, going to professional development was so essential for our growth because we were so small. And, um, you know, Dr. Barnett is starting, um, you know, and, and I'm not familiar with what they've done in the past, but but I know we've already started doing stuff this summer. Um, you know, some some administrative type things and some things for our teachers to really expand their horizons because I, I really think that if our kids are going to be the best that they can be, then first and foremost, I have to be the best that I can be. And, you know, shortly followed by our assistant principal and then every other staff member on our staff has to be the best that they can be. And, and I also believe that you can't necessarily go to a conference and make that happen. Um, you know, maybe maybe a school down the road is doing something really, really good that, we're not crushing it at you know we need to go see what they're doing and, and spend time in that school and really ask those questions uh to those teachers and to those kids why why are you doing this and why is it special and, and why are you growing in this area as opposed to maybe a, an area that we're not you know growing at uh but here's the here's the flip side of that you know, our, our challenge to our kids and our staff is going to be really simple everything we do we should strive to be the example period end of story um you know is that going to happen overnight no it's not but some things it will because we're already at that point but again we got to tell our story um you know we have things going on in our school that are just so so good that nobody even knows about and and that's our fault um so that's not gonna that's not gonna happen uh, but everything we do every day we should strive to be the example and and that's going to be our goal now you uh, also talked about you really want to stress academics now i know we all want to balance academics athletics extra, other extracurricular activities um define your goal as how you wish to uh promote those and push them yeah so first and foremost we need to know every single kid in our school and what their version of success is um you know if you would have asked me or you would have asked my wife 10 years ago 15 years ago if Nate was going to go to college and get his doctorate, and was Nate going to be a principal ever? Was he ever going to go into administration? We both would have bet you our house that that wouldn't happen. 
Um, but you know, I, I, I often I hear lately, especially I've told everybody, you know, tell God your plan if you really want to get him to laugh because he's going to put you where he needs you and where he wants you. And it doesn't matter if your plan is that or not, that's what's going to happen. Um, so I, I know 20 years ago when I was in high school, I was like, there's no chance. Um, you know, I would be a, a Bill Lay or a, um, Barty Bryan or a, a Kim Butler, you know, I, I can't fill those shoes. Um, but the cool thing now is that 20 years from now, I don't have to fill their shoes. I can be me, and uh, I, I'm not going to be anybody else, and, and I'm not necessarily going to do the things that, that those people did. And, and I love them. All three of them have a great relationship to this day with them um, and, and have talked to all three of them you know, since, since I took the job. But, um, but our, our goal should be, first and foremost, to know our kids and know what their goals are. Um, you know, if, if Ellie wants to be an engineer, what does that look like? What is her plan? Does she have a realistic plan? You know, is she wanting to go to Alabama because, you know, that's her dream school or does she, (laughs) or does she like, like I take, um, you know, I take Jerry King, for example, um, you know, Jerry King left Holly Pond. He, he was a super genius. Um, you know, was valedictorian of our class, best man in my wedding. I was, I was the best man and he is, uh, still to this day, uh, keep in touch with Jared, a great, great guy. But he left and wanted to be an engineer, and he went to Mississippi State. Well, a lot of kids don't know that Mississippi State's engineering program is as good as it is. Um, you know, one thing that, that we struggled with for the past few years um, at, at, at Ole High School was making sure that kids saw the big picture. You know, just because your family grew up Auburn fans and they went to Auburn doesn't mean that's where you have to go. You know, what if UAH is a great – option for you and what if UAH allows you to commute so you don't have to buy a house you know all of these things our kids need to know it you're not going to get a full scholarship unless you're a 36 ACT kid or you're you're six foot five and you're left-handed and you throw 97 you don't get full scholarships um you know division one football kids yeah they get full scholarships but they don't grow on trees right they they um they have to do things, and their body their body looks different. Um, but those kids, our kids, need to know everything that's out there. Um, and once they know everything that's out there, they need to know what we offer that can help them get there. Um, you know, I, I compare it to uh, kind of like a candy shop. I'm a chocolate guy. I love chocolate. I know you guys can look at me and tell that. Um, but you know, <laughs> you know Ron, Ron may be a, a sour skittle guy, and, and Randy, you may like hard. Lifesavers. Well, what if our school offers every bit of that and the only thing I push is chocolate? Well, neither one of you guys, and just like our kids, our kids are not going to know everything that we offer, and they're going to have a pathway that just leads straight down one way because that worked for me. Well, that's not fair to our kids. It's not fair to our community, and we're not going to continue to grow. We're going to be stagnant, and, and, and our community can't afford that. You know, we need to continue to push the envelope and, and be better in every aspect. And then when it comes time to, to take the high stakes exams, you know, the ACT, yes, it, yes, it's our school report card. Yes, there's other things that, that drive us doing well in the ACT. But the end-all, be-all, as a parent, if you are listening, the end-all, be-all of the ACT is college debt, period, end of story. Um, the only reason that kids should strive to do well on the ACT is college debt. Because at the end of the day, there's a substantial scholarship difference between a student that has a 21 and a student that has a 24. 
and even bigger from a student that has a 24, 25 to a student that has a 27. You know, the, the average ACT scores at, at Alabama and Auburn now both push 30. You know, so you, you can't expect to, to have a 21 and get a full academic scholarship. That doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. So in turn, either, you know, your dreams have to change, which is a terrible idea, or you as a parent get student loans or the kid gets student loans. And then 20 years down the road, you know, you may be successful, but you may be holding up a whole lot of student loans because you didn't take that serious. Um, you know, taking the ACT is a game. Uh, our kids will learn that. You know, that there are background things that you need as far as background knowledge, but really it's more about knowing the test and how to take the test. Um, you know, you, you, can, you can make substantially higher if you just understand the nuts and bolts of how to take the test. Our kids are going to know that. Um, you know, we're going to implement an off-campus ACT boot camp. We're working currently with um, a company that I'm very, very familiar with to try to implement strategies in our school on an everyday basis. Um, you know, all of those things are, are ways that we're going to help our kids. Nate, you mentioned, uh, I'm a chocolate fanatic. There so you I'm go. Sure. But uh, you mentioned the education to the kids. A lot of it comes from you've got a doctoring degree. You like to share it. You like to show it. You like to get other kids' knowledge. Mm -hmm. And so when the No Child Left Behind came out, uh, George Bush put it, you had to have a master's degree to, get to go to teaching. Well, as soon as a lot of people got their master's degree, they said, hey, this is worth another $5,800 a year salary. They went and got their double-A administrative degree. Yeah. They continued to get their education, but a person that has a good education will give a good education. I agree. You know, and so uh, you're, you're hiring the right people, but anyway, it's, it's nice to know that uh, you have a doctor. Yeah, and, and, and here's the thing, like, it's been so funny to have conversations since I've came back to people. You, know, how do we address you? Well, guys, I'm still Nate. Um, you know, I obviously, you know, with our students, we'll have a different conversation. But you know, parents, I, I'm I'm Nate. I'm I'm Coach. I'm, you know, if you just have to call me Doctor, that's fine. But you're you're not going to get corrected if you say, Hey, Coach, because that's still me. Like that's a badge of honor to me. Um, you know, that I'm not I'm not that guy. That's not why I got that. Um, you know, pr pretty much I, I got to a point where I know that at the end of the day, I would like to eventually retire um, and, and finishing up and going all the way school, through school, uh, even though I did end up going to Alabama, which really hurts me to say, um, you know, I, I think that's that's drastically going to benefit my family later on down the line. And, um, you know, the cool thing is I, I was able to pick up some stuff along the way that that's that's really helped out kids in schools that I've been in. Hitting the you've you've been here. Your first official day was the first, correct? Yes. You've had to hit the ground running. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I I do know at one point they were all working on schedules and trying to figure out how to make that work. Yes. Let everyone know. Okay, we know that we've got you as the new principal. Uh, the search is on now for the assistant principal. Just kind of give everybody an idea when you come into a situation that everything is kind of being redone. How difficult is your day? <laughs> uh, I think that's a better question to ask my wife. Um, but, you know, I, I want to touch on Adam real quick. Um, you know, Adam is a lifelong friend of mine. Uh, I consider him a brother. Uh, 
probably my best friend in the world. Um, and I'm not going to lie that I've got a, I've got a hole in my gut, uh, from, from him leaving. But at the same point in time, I cannot not celebrate with him because he's earned the right to be where he is at. And it gets him closer to what he wants to do at the end. Um, you love that guy. Love, love Lindsay, love those kids. Um, you know, we, we were putting some stuff up in my office on Monday and, and Annalise come in and she latched onto my hand, didn't let go. Like she did not want to leave. Um, so man, I'm, I'm proud of him. I celebrate with him. Uh, it, even though it hurts to lose him, uh, cause he is a rock star and he's done so much in the past, you know, year and a half here. Um, you know, he, he is, he is where God wants him and, uh, and, and we celebrate for him and with him, uh, even if, you know, it, it does hurt a little bit, but, uh, but to your point, uh, the only reason I'm dressed like I am is, is because we did have assistant principal interviews today. Um, you know, had, uh, had three very, very solid interviews, um, have got several more interviews on Monday. I believe we have five interviews on Monday. Um, really hope to have a recommendation to the board by next Thursday. Um, but, but we're going to do our best to, to find somebody that's high energy, uh, that loves to pour into kids that wants to be at our school. Um, you know, it, it's, it's real simple. Uh, you know, we, we've got to match what we expect. Uh, you know, if we show up and that ain't who we are and we're not in classrooms every day, you know, how, how do we expect our kids to want to be there and to want to do the things that we say out of our mouth, we want them to do, um, you know, nobody cares what you say. They're going to watch how you act and what you do. Um, you, you can't lead from the back. It's just not possible. Um, so that there's going to be a, there's going to be a sub substantial expectation. Um, you know, as, as much as I hold on myself, uh, with whoever our, our new assistant principal is, um, because that person needs to have the mindset that, you know, I'm getting ready to be the next person. Um, not that I'm going anywhere. That's not what I mean, but you don't, you, you don't want to hire in that spot, especially somebody that's just okay with being where they're at. Um, you want somebody that's driven that that's going to push the envelope as far as cutting edge technology in the classroom, instruction in the classroom that wants to, wants to do the things that help our kids have the best opportunity. Um, but at the same point in time, you, you don't want somebody that's reckless. Um, you know, there, there's, there's a fine line and, you know, I, I think, uh, I think our pool is, is pretty solid. I feel, um, I feel really good about where we're at and I, I think we're going to have a pretty quality candidate to come out of this at the end of it, but it, it's not, um, and, and you can, uh, you can ask Adam, you know, our, uh, my, my assistant principal interviews are not, they're not easy. Um, and nor should they be, um, because our, our kids deserve the best. Um, so it, it's a, it's a 19 or 20 question set and, and it's intense and, it, and it's kind of rapid fire and, um, you know, you got to be able to think on your feet. So, but I enjoy that. I, I enjoy, God, I hate to even say this because of Alabama stuff, but I enjoy the process. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Without me even saying, you know, quoting Nick Saban on that, I hate that so bad. Um, but I, I really do because if you're able to put the pieces together, special things happen. Um, you know, we've got a chance right off the bat to do some special stuff athletically. Um, you know, I talked to the girls the other day during the workout block and I talked to the basketball team 
Um, you know, once a couple of weeks go by, I'm going to go have a conversation with the football team and, and the cross-country team as well. And, and, of course, the volleyball kids were in the girls' workout. And I said, it's really, really simple. You know, at the end of the day, and, and of course, band camp's going to start, and I want to have that conversation with them. But at the end of the day, look at schools who are successful and schools that have a lot of school spirit and good things going on. They have everything lined up in common. You're going to have a volleyball team that is successful. And I'm not talking wins and losses. I'm talking they come in, they do everything they're supposed to do. Teachers don't have to get on them. They're there early. They stay late. They have a football team that's successful. They walk the hallway. Teachers know that those kids have respect. They're the examples of the school. You have a band program that does the exact same, that that competes, that pushes each other, that's constantly out there. You have a cross-country program that does the exact same as those other three. If you have a school that has those four things in common, they are going to have a great school year, period, end of story. Like that, that's, not, that's not even negotiable. Um, you, know, you, can have the greatest, you can have the greatest academics ever. And if you don't have good morale right off the bat, then you're not going to have a good school year. You know, the culture and the climate of your school, more climate than culture, but the climate of your school is not going to be positive. So our kids, and my challenge to those girls the other day, I said, you know, we've got 260-some-odd kids in our school. You want to make a difference and you want to leave a legacy. You want to leave an impact. How about getting to know every kid in your school? That's not a stretch. You know, I, I'm not asking you to, to know, like you mentioned a while ago, like 12 or 1,300 kids or, or 1,600 or 1,700 kids at a school like a Bob Jones or a, a, Spark, a Sparkman or a James Clemens or somebody like that. You know, we're talking about less than 300 kids. You know, we should know every kid in our school, and that's the students included. Like, our kids should know our kids, and they should know things about our kids. You want to talk about changing the culture of your school? Start right there. That's where it starts. And then everything else becomes the norm. Like, it's not okay for somebody new to come in and not be greeted when they walk in the hallway with a friendly, with a friendly face and somebody to help them. You know, if we've got to ask an office aide or a teacher or somebody else, you know, myself, to walk a, walk a student around that wants to transfer to our school, we've lost. We've lost. Our kids are the only reason we have a school, period. You know, that school doesn't exist if we don't have students. You know, we can say, yeah, it, it's, it does provide opportunities. There are tons of great things that are happening in the classroom that are directly as a result of, of our teachers and the things that, that they do and the extra work that they put in. But the only reason those teachers are there and the only reason that school is there is because those kids show up every day. That's it. If you take kids out of the school, we don't have a school, guys. We can be as great as we want to be. We ain't got kids. It doesn't matter. So you gonna, are you going to interview six people now that I'm ready to volunteer? I'm ready to volunteer for assistant principal next Monday. <laughs> he wouldn't. He wouldn't take. He wouldn't take, yeah. he wouldn't take the cut. And pay. Yeah, listen, <laughs> listen. you'd be a raise, Ron. Yeah, listen, but Plus, I'd would, be doing something I really want to do. Yeah. yeah, you was mentioned the four things about your school system. Mm -hmm. If you listen back last week, we had Alan Stevens on, who Randy had him on the football coach from Addison, and he took over. And two years later, he was assistant. Uh, football coach two years later they won a state championship and randy says what kind of situation did you get or you know what was the pieces of the puzzle that put this together and he said well 
one, they all liked each other. Mm -hmm. They done worked together, done this together. He named it things that they done together. They liked the school and all that. And then he got to the last one, and he said, and another thing, he said, I had 19 senior football players. Yeah, that's a little different. Out of a side of Addison. Yeah. You know. Yeah, not 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 ten seniors when you have twenty seven players. Yeah, that 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 means a lot. Yeah, and but out of that small of a school, yeah, you know, it it was just unheard of. Yeah, yeah, that that's a that that's definitely a huge deal, and you know, it, we're not far off of that. That that's the thing. That's what's so crazy. Um, you know, one thing that we had talked about before was how special our year at Etowah High School was this year. You know, to to have a year when we had really implemented some new things with our ACT and we were really pushing our, our legitimate ACT prep classes that were leveled by ability. We didn't just throw kids in and, and every one of our kids at our school took a retired ACT and we really pushed that and pushed that hard. And then we went two state championships in the same year. And, and, and just to see it all work together Guys, we're not far from that at Holly Pond. That's the thing. I, I'm not saying we're going to win a state championship in anything. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is when I talk to those, uh, those, that, that group of students that I was talking about a while ago, when I talk to them, you know, we were not very impressive. But I tell you what we did do every single day, and that's control the controllables. I'm an early riser guy. I'm going to be at the school at 630 every morning, if not a little before that. Um, you know, even with a 45-minute drive, I was – but I was never the first one at school, ever. There was always a group of kids either in that cage hitting or working out every single day. Like I was never the first one there, ever. And I was never the last to leave because that same group of kids were there late. Like our kids have that ability. And our kids are pretty stinking talented. Um, you know, you, you take a couple of, uh, couple of right bounces last year in volleyball, they're playing in Birmingham in the state finals. Uh, you know, you, you take a, a certain um, sub-regional game in basketball and, and our, our boys have a legit shot to, to make a run and go to, to Birmingham last year. And, you know, our girls made it to the regionals last year and, and softball's made it to the regionals several years in a row. Um, you know, our kids have that ability. But to get over the top, you've got to be willing to do what other people are not. That, that's the, that's the end-all, be-all. You could be outstanding. You could be great. But if you're not willing to put the work in when nobody is watching, and it can't just be one or two kids, it's got to be everybody, then, then you're never going to have a chance to take things to the next level. And it's the same in the school building. You know, if you're not willing to put in the work in the classroom and to put in the work at home when nobody else is watching, we, we can't get aggravated when we don't like a 31 on the ACT. We, we can't because shame on us for not doing what we're supposed to do. Um, and those are tough conversations, and, and those are conversations that, um, you know, our students are going to be used to. It's going to be awkward to start with. It's going to be so awkward. Um, you know, when, when I sit down the first time with, with a student and I talk about what they want to do, and, you know, I talked to two kids a while ago, and, you know, one of them said, you know, I, I want to be a professional basketball player. Well, that's great, you know, but the, the problem is you, you, you're five foot one, you know. I, I mean – and this was a younger kid, um, you know, obviously just kind of like my son. My son would, would love to think he's going to catch for the Atlanta Braves right now, and I'm like, that's not how life works. You know, there, there are certain barriers that you just can't get over. 
but that don't mean you don't you don't strive to do that. Um, you know, and and I think a key piece to that is is our community being involved and our community knowing what's happening. Um, you know, we're we're gonna have a newsletter every single month. Uh, currently working on the first one. Um, we're gonna have parent input meetings every single month. Um, you know, that'll all be in the newsletter. We're gonna have student input meetings every single month. Um, if we've got something that that we're doing okay with. Okay is not okay. Like like the days of things being okay and us being fine with that have got to disappear. Um, you know, if we don't push and really push and have a focused effort on improving, then we're not going to get there. Um, but at the same point in time, we're going to have a direction. We're going to have a vision. Um, you know, we're, we're not going to be Mountain Brook day one. And shame on me for going in and, and having that conversation. But we can't have measurable objectives you know, we, we can say, hey, you know, last year our, our ACT score was a, a 16.2, our composite at Holly Pond High School. That's not okay. Um, but is it not okay because we didn't set our kids up for success? Is it not okay because we didn't test well? Is it not okay because of, of, of many of other things? Um, you know, that, that's hard to tell just looking at a number, right? Um, but we're going to know what makes our kids tick and, and that's going to give our kids the best opportunity they can be. And I'm telling you guys, we, we've got some of the best staff in the state of Alabama, bar none, hands down. Um, you know, again, if we've got something great, everybody needs to know that it's great. Like we, we want people in our buildings. We want, um, you know, I mean, the assistant state superintendents, Dr. Brandon Payne, you know, you know, Brandon Payne lives in wealthy, or used to live in wealthy. I don't know if he still he does lives, or not. Unless he uh, moved, he lives over by me. I yeah, mean, uh, yeah. So, 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 why is why is he not in our school? You know, um, you know, Melissa Shields, Doctor Shields. Uh, you know, I, I got to build a really great relationship with her. She's uh, another assistant superintendent that just took a job down at the state department. We want those people in our building uh, because we want their feedback, right? Because anytime I, I, I'm a little bit passionate about Holly Pond, just a little. Um, but I'm gonna look for the I'm gonna look for the best, right? Because I, that's the things I want to highlight. But those people are in schools every day. They're gonna be able to to sit back and tell us the truth. Um, you know, and when we go into classrooms, we're gonna talk to kids. We're gonna sit down and, and we're gonna have a conversation with kids while that teacher's teaching. What are you learning? Why are you doing this? Why is this important? How does this impact you down the line? And if we can't put those pieces together, then you know, as a kid. You know, why pay attention, right? Why, why, why strive to do what's best if, if we haven't shown them, right? Uh, gone are the days where, where kids just show up and do what they're supposed to without any reason. You know, and, and I hate to say that, but that's, that's the culture we live in. Um, we, we have to show our kids end result, and, and we just have to continue to adapt, right? Um, you know, one, one of the... One of the conversations I had with Barty a few years ago, he just kind of laughed and he's like, yeah, there's a assistant principal for this and there's a principal for that. And there's all these, this is back when the middle school was still going here. You know, there, there's six administrators up there and I did it all by myself. And I was like, yeah, you did. You're right. And it was possible, but things are a little different. Um, and, and again, I respect the heck out of those guys and, and the things that, that they poured into me because with them pouring into me, I get to pour into kids now at Holly Pond. But, um, but yeah, we're we're going to need our community to be the great community that they are. Um, you know, my kids never left Holly Pond ever. They never went 
with me uh, because I believe in our school and I believe in our school system and I believe in our community. If not, my kids wouldn't have went here. Um, you know, it, it, it's not like they couldn't have just gotten in the car with me and, and I would have got to see everything they did. Uh, and, and it put a strain on my family. Uh, you know, Lainey, uh, you know, she got the kids ready every single day and got them to school. Uh, she may be the happiest person in the state she, of Alabama she, right now she, because, she because had, I get to hey, do that now. She had to use it at a watch. It's yeah. already in the morning. Yeah. The kids ain't awake yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Nate, you've got yeah. – <laughs> <laughs> right. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, we – we always, I always call me and Barty went to school together, first four years and all. But I always called him Mr. Bryant because yeah, you know, show respect. You've got a lot of things going for you, but you already got this far ahead. I hate to uh, toot my own horn, but you got the best broadcast crew in the state. Yeah, you know, and here, the longest running one too. And I was fixing to say, you know, the the funny thing. I, I was actually talking to Grandpa a while ago, and. Um, I said, you know, the the funny thing, I used to make fun of Grandpa so bad because he would sit on the hill and he would have his headphones on and he'd be listening to the Braves and it didn't matter if we were playing Madison Academy in the biggest football game I'd ever played in my life. He's going to have them headphones on listening to the Braves. And, um, you know, I, I we used to wake up on Saturday mornings and, and me and him would listen to the playback of the broadcast and and you know you would just pick people out of the crowd and you would say yeah that's that's such and such and, that's such. and then you'd say there's old hubert sitting over there listening to the braves and, yeah but um you know the the things that you guys have been able to do and the longevity of it is it, pretty special um because that's not everywhere at, at all um you know i i have uh, i have seen the things that you guys have continued to do even from afar um and it's it's pretty awesome that that I get to be a part of it now. So you've never seen us broadcast from a five gallon bucket. <laughs> uh, last year, last year in the ba girls basketball playoffs, we have three chairs. I'm talking about folding chairs, and we're not talking about. And we've got this setup in the middle. He's on one side, I'm on the other, and we're on the end of the gym. And every time there was a pass went too far, yep, got it, except Ron. Ron always missed it. I don't know what was up with that. And I'm eating peanuts. That's right. But, you know, in all honesty, the reason we've done this so long is simply because we love the community and the school. And for anyone ever wondered, there's a few people think we get paid. We don't get paid. No. We go in the hole every year. I mean, we used to let Ron sell a cow or two, and then we were all right. But since he don't have, <laughs> since he don't have any cattle anymore, you know, Ron visits his savings account, and that's how we get by. That's so but, good. But in all honesty, we have enjoyed it so much. Now, I'll be honest. Last year's, I do, I do not like the region format in football. I'm sorry, I do not. Do I wish we would go to a five-team area? Yes, I do. Because we can schedule people we can compete with. We can schedule people that we can draw gate that we can compete with. And if we've got a really young team, we can play somebody and match them up. And then plus play your area schedule. Mm -hmm. That's what I would love to see happen. Last year, in all honesty, I was making trips up I-59 from work every single week. Yeah. And getting home... There was a Thursday night game at 
Pleasant, 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 Pleasant Valley. Valley. Pleasant Valley, yeah. The, uh, I, got home at, I got home at 1 o'clock in the morning well, on I wish, Thursday night. I wish I said that wasn't uncommon, but I, I know the feeling. I spent a lot of 1 o'clock in the morning uh, trips myself. But, you know, actually the Pleasant Valley trip, the, the football team did their walkthrough at Etowah High School, uh, which was pretty cool to, to have, uh, yes, two years in a row because the year before, the baseball team had, had stopped on their way to, I think they were at Hoax Bluff, Bluff yeah. and, um, and, and used our facility. So I was able to talk to both groups of kids, and, um, yeah, that, that was awesome. But, yeah, you're, it, it is a struggle, uh, especially at a small school, um, to, to get, especially in, in football, to get gates large enough to, to just break even for the year. Um, that, you know, that's why community support is, is so important. And, you know, we're, we're not, we're not talking. We, we don't want our kids obviously going and just saying, Hey, give us money. You know, we, we want to, uh, we want to earn everything we get, but, um, you know, just, just the willingness of people to help is the only reason our, our kids have an opportunity to be student athletes and not just students. Um, you know, Gaston was, was a long trip. Uh, Pleasant Valley was a long trip. West end's not right next door. Um, you know, we, even though it's, it's, you know, maybe 30, 35 minutes or whatever. It actually felt like a short trip. Yeah, I know. Year. Considering, <laughs> considering everything else. Clements, um, what was, I was, from work, it was two hours and a half yeah. me driving yeah. up there. But the beautiful thing is all those are at home. All at home. Yeah. yeah. And all yeah. the road games were straight up 79 where yeah. I'm coming. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and, 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 and it is neat. Yeah. It, it is neat that, that there are, uh, you know, several Blunt County schools that are, that are in the mix, uh, you know, with Coach Mason being uh, originally from Susan Moore, and and last year, you know, him coaching at Lokes Sport. Um, you know, we expect we expect really really big crowds. Um, I actually told him my Locust Fort story from my senior year the other day, and and he's like, man, yeah, that was <laughs> I was not at Locust Fort then. I was like, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, that was the coach from over in Mississippi. Wasn't yeah, it? I think he was off and. Yeah, that, that we'll just leave that alone. It was yeah, not, yeah, that it was one, not a good night for anybody involved. <laughs> no, you, that, that the night you got the concussion. Yeah, I went to the wrong huddle, and, and <laughs> there was lightning, and mom said I was saying something about fireworks, and I, I don't remember any of that. But uh, but yeah, I, I just you know to be able to play at places like that, and like as a kid, you you feed off of those atmospheres, and you know our kids. Some of our kids, you know, that they just don't know, you know, what a game at Lokesford in a basketball game is really like, or or JB Pennington in that old gym, or even Susan Moore in the gym that they play in right now with the wooden rafters and and everything just echoes and and you can't hear yourself think like that's high school sports, like that's special. You know, you yeah, it's great to go to Wallace and and play, but you know that that's not that that's not. Or like, real. The, or like the old barn at Douglas. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. We seen uh, we seen Douglas the other day. I went and watched our uh, our boys play Douglas in a in a play date, and and Douglas does not look like Douglas does. You know, they they look like the the nineties, early two thousands Douglases when when they had that group of kids that came through that was just really really good. Um, Douglas has got a chance to be special. Like our our boys. Um, ended up pulling it out because our boys have got a chance to be special too. Um, but but they were very, very big, very long, very physical. Um, you know, that was a tough game for us. So I was I was really proud of our boys for, for pulling that out. I was going to ask you that, a question. Um, Facility-wise, I'm talking about 
I know we're getting the the new addition to the uh, ag building. Mm -hmm. uh, there is discussions. I was thinking it was going to happen this year, but I could be wrong that they were going to add on to the field house for to help with with our weights because everything is so cramped mm -hmm. and get additional equipment that would get us a little bit more up to date. Yes. Um, we know we're a few years down the road on the multi-purpose facility. Mm -hmm. um, what are some other things along those lines, whether it's stuff for uh, our academic buildings, whether it's stuff for our athletic facilities, what is some of the plans that are in the works for the next three years? So we'll, we'll start this year uh, right off the bat. Uh, you know, I, I've had a couple of really, really good meetings with uh, Wesley Laney, who is our uh, kind of construction supervisor for the system. Uh, Dr. Barnett has been super supportive uh, in every conversation that I've had with him about facilities and and additions and things and I actually uh, talked to Mr. Laney the other day and I'm like hey you know maybe I need to ask for more because you hadn't told me no yet um, and he just kind of laughed he's like no that's not really how that works and I said I know um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I know it's all about the kids I mean, we're doing it for the kids just don't say no um, but but yes uh, the addition to the football field house is going to happen and that was part of our conversation um, you know the crews are just wrapping up wherever they are currently um, before they come to our place to to start that, so that that is that is in the works. Um, one thing that that was an immediate need uh, for me, as far as safety is concerned, bleachers. Well, in the gym, the 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 bleachers are still a little ways out because of, I mean that that's substantial. Mm -hmm. um, but kind of a low hanging fruit thing that that I think we can get accomplished pretty easy um, is expanding that back driveway. Uh, you know, that that's the entrance to our school without being the entrance to our school. When somebody comes to a basketball game or a football game, they come in by the funeral home right there. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to widen that road a little bit so so two cars can meet safely without thinking they have to stop and, and come through. Um, you know, obviously parents at um, at the middle school that, that bring their kids to school go down through there. Well, at the same point in time, we have teenage drivers that are coming in and, and out of those gates. Uh, so it, it's really a, a recipe for uh, a mess and uh, how we've been able to avoid that. I don't know, um, but that's something that, that we're immediately working on. One other thing we need to look at while they're doing that, if it can be considered, and this may fall back on the town of Holly Pond, that area needs to be lit a little bit better, whether it's a couple addition, you know, street lights or something. That, that whole area through there has been fairly dark especially when we get to winter time yeah it's funny you say that because i'm actually meeting with the co-op tomorrow um at the football field to to look at the end zones uh you know that's been a problem for a long long time mm -hmm. uh, we have a lot of citizens that come up there and, and use the track i know when when that grant was originally written there was a partnership with the city um with, well, with the town of holly pond you know because we were going to leave gates open so citizens can go walk and um, community members and such, so that that still happens to this day. And you know, my if if my wife went up there, I, I don't. And, and Holly Pond's an awesome place; it's as safe as any. But but it's you dark. walk in the dark. E even even with every light lit up on the football field, our two end zones are completely dark. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm I'm going to meet with the co-op tomorrow. They're actually sending a guy out, and um, you know that that may be something. 
you know, that, that's a little bit of a, a financial thing, but that's fine. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's what's best. It's what's right. Um, you know, I'm glad you brought up the, the town of Holly Pond. I was at the, the town council meeting on Monday, and, you know, they, they partner with us. They do a lot of stuff with us. Um, you know, I want that to expand, um, you know, again, not necessarily financially, but we need our kids involved in our town, and our town people need to be involved in our, in our school. Um, you know, we want your feedback. Um, we, we shame on us for 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 wanting to be the best and and not opening our doors and letting people come in and have conversations with us. Um, but back to facility stuff, uh, I had a sit down today with um, Tim Compton, uh, who is who is you know agreed generously to um, to take care of a hidden facility for us. Uh, that's that's been a need for a long long time. Uh, ever since you know we were walking that baseball field when I was an eighth grader and picking up rocks by hand. Uh, you know, with Robert Franklin, that, that was our PE class, uh, and Chunk Yeager would just drag it, and we would go behind him. We'd pick up rocks, um, but that facility's been needed, much needed. Um, so that's going to be a baseball softball um, thing that, that we're going to be able to use. I was actually on the phone with a netting company from Texas uh, on my way here just a while ago because I want the nets to be functional to where they can lift or move out of the way because uh, that needs to be multi-purpose. Uh, there should never be a time when our cheer squad in the in the fall when every other gym is is booked and it's raining and you know, our football kids are in one gym and our volleyball kids are in another gym you know, our cheer kids need a place that that they can go and they can work on their stuff without being in a gym with a bunch of people right because you know i when when i coached football i, I didn't mind people being around but i i didn't want other teams around because then you've got distractions and other things that come in um but you know that that's going to be a facility that they can use. Um, it's going to be a facility that that our um, our our town and our community can use. Uh, that was one thing that was brought up during the uh, during the city council meeting. Um, but you know uh, again that there's going to be some um, some some additions to that um, that that we definitely will need community support with. And and again, um, you know it, it's for everybody. You know it, it's not going to be locked up. It's not going to be under wraps where nobody can go use it, you know, so long as our, our teams are not using it, I want our community in there. I want our kids enjoying that. I want a dad who gets off at 630 at night when it's dark to be able to go down there to that, that hidden facility and flip the lights on and throw BP to his son because that's the only chance he gets to. Um, you know, that's what that's about. Uh, you know, if we're going to, if we're going to build our community and build our programs, that dad that's willing to drive up there and that son that really wants that, they need to have a place they can do that outside of their front yard. Well, what if they live in a subdivision or, or what if they live in a place where they can't do that? You know, that, those are things that, that we as a school can partner with our community and, and really expand our footprint to, to where, you know, when a kid walks into Walmart, they're going to have their Holly Pond shirt on. Right. You know, and, and that's something that we talked about earlier. You know, we've got to bring back that sense of pride. Um, you know, one of the funny things, comments that I had, asked to me was the, the first thing, hey, you got to bring back those Pond People t-shirts. And I'm like, I think we can pull that off. <laughs> um, you know, and, and at the time it was kind of catchy and funny, but like, you know, when we, we quit selling them, it was like, oh my God, wh where can I get a Pond People shirt? Right you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Born and raised in the Pond. Um, but yeah, the, we, we need to be who we are and we need to celebrate who we are because I'm telling you guys, there's a bubble over Coleman County. And when you get outside of Coleman County, you don't realize how blessed you are. 
like we've got it so good here you know our our things and yeah we have issues and yeah we have stuff that that we need to fix and we need to overcome but guys i'm telling you we have it really really good really good uh, Dr. Ayers, okay, <laughs> we, we'll have to wrap it up pretty soon. I'm with you <laughs> because we try to keep them an hour, but it don't matter. We got we can talk listen, all night. Listen, uh, I'm telling could, you, but you get me rolling, thing, ain't no telling. Yeah, one other thing. Well, I wanted to ask you about was we went over last year to a St. Jude basketball game that started between Etowah School, yours, and uh, in honor of a little girl that died with cancer at Etowah School. Uh, what's our chances of expanding that thing to have one team from Etowah come over here to Holly Pond and one from Coleman County go over there and get more money? You raised $1,400 last year. We did. Your goal was 1000 and Yeah. Uh, are we going to try to keep it going? Uh, Etowah will, and I know you would, but is there a chance of expanding it to where we could have a team played here? Yeah, you know, the, the very first one was actually here, and, and it was uh, – and it was more or less a way to celebrate our girls, um, you know, because at the time, you know, Lydia w- was um, w- was really, really fighting, and, and we knew we really felt like that that was that was going to be something that we were going to be facing, and we wanted her to know, you know, we were fighting with her, um, you know, and and you Lydia's know, she, a little girl. Lydia, with Lydia, Lydia was our um, yeah, Lydia Milliken. She was she was our sophomore cheerleader that. That passed away, um, you know, and I hate to even say it that way because she won, right? Um, you know, because that, that's where I want to be. You know, come take me right now. I'm I'm ready. Um, but but she did. She 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 won her battle and she finished her fight. And you know, th- this past year we were able to to celebrate her life and and do that and continue that. Um, you know, was actually able to get Heart of Dixie to to donate some printing, which was pretty cool because you know down the road Holly Pond Company. And, uh, you know, we bought the shirt. So every girl that played that night, Holly yeah, Pond and Etowah included, they all got the same warm-up shirt. Um, you know, so that was that was really special. And, you know, our community over there and, and, and your church even pitched in and, and really made something pretty cool happen. And, and for us to be able to make an impact at, at St. Jude's to, um, to, to help those, those kids out that are down there was special. Um, and, and that is something that, that we do hope expands. And, um, you know, hopefully we can continue that, you know, coming in when we came in, uh, maybe tough to get it back on the books this year because, you know, obviously I was on the front side of it over there and, and that's something that but we will go that over we'll there continue. this year and play again. Well, I think there's a different team that's playing in Atala this year. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a different team. Um, but that is something that will continue over there and, and you know, there'll be a conversation with uh, Coach Hartline and, and kind of see – what we can do, um, even if it's a deal where, you know, in, in the first two years of it has been a girls-only night. Maybe it's a deal where we expand and, and we have a boys' night. Um, you know, we kind of, me and a couple other people have been talking about, you know, maybe doing some kind of old-school throwback night when, you know, maybe we play not necessarily in the big gym and and we bring an atmosphere that that's that cager-type atmosphere uh, from the '80s and the early '90s, um, yeah, you know, that that would be cool. There's so many things that that I think we can do to just add a little bit to it. But I, I do I do want that to continue, and I want that to expand. And, and and again, that that's just expanding our footprint. Like our kids are special, and they want to do things like that, and they thrive off of things like that. Um, you know, because they they didn't know 
Um, they didn't know Lydia, but but they celebrated with our kids. You know, Holly Pond kids celebrated with Etowah kids over something that was a commonality. Um, you know, and 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 childhood cancer is not going away. And you know, the the research and and the the medicines they're just not expanding. Uh, you know, that that type of cancer, the same medication was given to the same children in the late 80s that's given to kids now. Like, you know, that's absolutely embarrassing. That that should not happen. You know, we've got, um, at the academic award show, we've got a student. <clears throat> she, uh, um, I don't know the exact term. I've heard it, and I can't say it right now. But we've got a student here now that'll be a senior next mm-hmm. year that went through her mm-hmm. own cancer battle. And I'm thinking she lost a limb because I know she's on crutches at uh, the awards program. Yep. Um, she got an award this year, but, you know, she's not in remission right now. Yeah. And it's the same exact cancer that Lydia had. She has osteosarcoma. Um, so, you know, we've got to be better for our kids, like as, as humans. And, and I know that there's people out there that, um, that, that are fighting every day to, to continue to improve, but, but how can it be okay for there not to be any advancement since the late eighties in, in osteosarcoma? Um, you know, that, that, that just blows my mind. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the exact type cancer that um that our student had a couple years ago uh i know we probably need to change the tune a little bit here before we have to wrap up all right i know she has to be gracious and you probably have to ask permission to do this (laughs) i don't know your favorite fishing spot oh goodness or can you even let that out? You probably don't want nobody there, but <laughs> down know. on down down on Duck River, yeah, it's the bridge. A, <laughs> I, I tell you, the uh, the it it's been really it's been really fun to have Duck River in our backyard, uh, and, and it, it it's not as secretive now as it was a few years ago. You know, I, I can go down there now and and still enjoy being away because you don't have jet skis and pleasure boats and this that and the other. But man alive, a couple of years ago when nobody knew about it, oh, it was amazing. Like you, you could catch just gigantic fish and catch tons of them. Um, but yeah, I, I went, um, I went the morning of Fourth of July and had a pretty good morning. And you know, hope you know, knock on wood, hope, hope to go again. You know, sometime towards the end of the week. It's just a, it, it's a cool place to to go in Holly Pond. And you know, we have a lot of our our community members that that go and. You know, I, I get to have conversations on the water with people that, that I've seen. Uh, you know, my, my brand new phone was, it's still currently laying at the bottom of the lake. I, I lost it. I lost it a couple of weeks ago. That's a, that's a sore spot. But, um, but is, that, is that why she's rubbing her yeah, forehead? Yeah, that's that. Yeah. Lainey, Lainey was not happy about that. And I said, I didn't just like do it on purpose. I, I mean, it just kind of, yeah, it kind of happened. But no, Duck, Duck River is a special place. It, it's a lot of fun. I do have another question I have. I had someone that's listening to the program text and they wanted me to ask you if um I know I know the answer to this but I know 
they wanted to know if you still hold the record for the shortest kickoff. No, that's real cute. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you, I know it's not because I saw one go backwards. Oh, yeah. I saw one go one yard backwards. Yeah. So I know you don't have the shortest one. Now. Yeah, you know, the, the funny thing is. Uh, well, what was your shortest kick? Tell it us. was really short. Uh, it was so bad. <laughs> Um, I, think yeah, stepped, we had, I think you stepped on the football. Yeah, yeah it was it was so bad. Yeah, the the week before, uh, or maybe it's two weeks before we had we had put in put in. Coach Adams was our special teams coach. No, he he was a head coach at the time, and and we had put in a kicker on side, and and basically my job was just to run straight through the ball, and you know just barely get it to go ten yards. Well, you know we did it, and it went like fifteen yards, and. We got the ball somehow or another, but I thought, man, I, I can't let it go 15. So he calls it again, and and I went to run through it, and my toe went right over the top of it, and it went like 15 inches <laughs> instead of 15 yards. Um, and then we all just kind of looked at it, and we're looking around, and it, it, Scott's on the sideline screaming, just pick it up, just pick it up. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I got a good idea who that is, but no, I don't. That, that was not that was not my finest moment for sure. That, that, there's no doubt about that. Well, it it kept me much worse in practice. Um, the holder I had actually dropped the football. On was working on extra points, and it's laying sideways. I kicked it anyway. Yeah, you smoked somebody in the backside, didn't you? The center. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We we had a couple of kids that were soccer style kickers and and, and they would miss and, and that's exactly what happened. So yeah, our, our practices got pretty comical because we'd all just lay flat down on our face when it would kick it. Yeah, that, that's good stuff. Yeah, but good good memories. You know, me and um me and Heath were talking the other day about us and Locust Fort growing up and, and when we were seniors and, and the things that the battles that we had with them and, and, and when we got off the bus, if you put us and them next to each other, you know, we had no business being on the court with them, but we just loved intensity and we loved getting after it from the time we got off the bus till the time we got on the bus to go home. Like we, we never checked up. Um, you know, we, we were not the, the pretty set play, yeah, you know, we we didn't do any of that, but we pressed and we run and jumped and we did we did all the stuff you really love as a kid, right? Um, and they didn't handle that well, and we ended up beating them two out of three that year, and and really had no business doing that because they had they had two kids that that ended up playing professionally on that team uh, that they ended up playing in Europe. But yeah, they were they were really good, and we were just kind of chuckling back and forth about how we had no business being there and. And they just didn't know what they were getting into when that when they signed up to play us because that that was who we were. What, what Ron was what well, you were talking about earlier about the the night that Locust Fort that you got to watch a firework. Yeah, the football night. Yeah. And Ron and them had put Ron and George had put scaffolding up, and right behind the what it used to be. It's now it's the home side now. It used to be the visitor side before they redid it. The scaffolding would move. Yeah. And for someone that doesn't handle that very well, yeah. I went and I stood on the top row of the <laughs> concrete bleachers. And they made fun of me the whole night. But I'm like, I got a better view than y'all because I'm not moving. Yeah, yeah. We had a rope tied on it. It wasn't going to fall. Yeah, I rode that. <laughs> That's safe. We, like, we lassoed it to them concrete bleachers. They wouldn't go anywhere. That's yeah. Good. I can, yeah, and I thought, was it a couple boards and plywood? Yeah. yeah. Wait. I was like, well, I cannot you, do this. You got to adjust to the situation, right? 
Yeah, that's right. Hey, we broadcast off five-gallon buckets before. Yeah, yeah, but I'm serious. I cannot handle stuff that moves. Not when, I, when I'm there. This, this, there was a couple stories really happened. Um, we're playing at Oatman. Oatman's really good. Oh, I was there that night. And, yeah. uh, and uh, that was the night we beat them, what, 43 to 19? Yeah, we, uh, they, they, had a, they had a quarterback that had already committed, uh, had two wide receivers that were very, very good. But what they were not very good at is tackling somebody that ran right at them. Mm-hmm. And they had no clue how to block a four-man front because all they had ever seen was a three-man front. Um, and, and we had enough zone behind them that, you know, our, our linebackers, that, that was actually my second year as an assistant. Um, we had linebackers that could fly. And, you know, there was a kickoff at one point in time when there was some stuff that um, may or may not have been said between their best wide receiver and a certain kid on our team, and, and it did not end well for their kid. And, and when Was that Charlie Thornton? No, 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 no Char, Charlie, Charlie was quite a bit older. No, that, that, was, that was Chris Allen. Oh, Chris Allen, um, yeah. Yeah, they had, uh, their wide receiver had cheap shot Patrick, um, and it was on, a, on an extra point. And Chris took offense to it, and he found him. And I'll never forget, he, he went to that spot, even though it wasn't his kickoff return – or kickoff – spot and uh, he got in front of that kid and i was like I, I told coach adams on the headset i said whatever chris is about to do is not good like <laughs> it's not good um but but that luckily that old boy put his foot in the ground and, and came back towards chris and you know chris had about a 20 yard head start and it did not end well for the other kid and um you know from then on that game was over because uh, the quarterback was running all over the place uh you know we had some blitz packages in that they never picked up uh, you know, Justin Blocker had a couple of really, really big catches on, on plays because nobody ever guards the tight end ever. Nobody ever picks the tight end up. Um, so he made some he made some big plays. I think Patrick threw for 300, and you know David Huffman ran for like 275. Um, you know it, it was a it was a special night because they were they were really really good, and uh, and we we did to them what nobody else had ever done, and and we were special that year. You know, again that was a group that outworked people and. Um, you know, obviously, you, you had you had Byron that that anchored that line, and um, you know they were just so smart up front. Our kids were so smart. Um, we we never had to make adjustments because they did it before we even had the opportunity to. So, yeah, that, those are those are some really really good memories. Hey, that trip, <clears throat> George drove Ron's car, griped about his car the whole way down there. <clears throat> the game gets started. And I've got my stat sheets. I got everything laid out in front of me. I get. I know why you said that. Now I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I've tried. I've tried to find. I've tried to find the recording of that game. I wish I could find it. Yeah. George is calling out players that had already graduated. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah. What, what is he talking about? And I'm like, yeah. Did we get him the wrong? St- yeah, Long I think I think Ron Crumley had a heck of a night that night. Ron had and the Ron best had been, game he ever had yeah, in his life. Yeah, Ron had been graduated like ten years at that time, and I was like, I was like, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. George had been taking some heavy medicine. Yeah, this, this <laughs> he didn't get to drive home. No, he was on pain medication, and and we didn't know it. He turned around, and looked at us. We're laughing because we're like. I don't know. I'm texting him like, 
you're having the best game of your life. You just don't know it. <laughs> y'all just y'all made, a, y'all made a pit stop in Jasper. That's what it was. We actually stopped in Jasper, but it was for him to get a cold drink and a candy bar. Are you sure it was a cold drink? Yes, because we actually, <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. It was a Mountain Dew. And we we moved the car, and he couldn't find the car. But That's he eventually so good. found it. And so anyway, we're laughing, and, and he yells at He turns around and yells at us like, Y'all quit laughing. I'm on pain medication. We're like, God, we let him drop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, Give us a heads up. Yeah. And then um, the other night, that was unreal. Uh, we were playing at Susan Moore, and that's we had a really good offense. wasn't very good on defense, but we had a good offense. And uh, we went over there, and uh, Nick Gibbs is a spotter. He's right beside me. He's plugged into all my stuff. And that was back when we were using the computer and all. We had ran two 100-foot extension cords to the dressing room. That's across that little road that goes behind mm-hmm. the bleachers. Yeah. And we're sitting there in the first quarter, and we lose complete power. <laughs> and Gibbs is looking <laughs> like at me, and I'm like, I don't know. And I turn around and look, and we got kids playing jump rope with extension <laughs> yeah. cords over yeah. on the road. Yeah. And we have to find somebody to send them to go plug all that back up. Yeah, yeah. I was I was a freshman that that year. Um, we had a touchdown call back. We had the game won, um, and uh, and they called Derek Frazier for a illegal forward pass because we we ran a little waggle and Jesse Baker was was wide open and and he I'll never forget it. He called it and walked backwards into the end zone because there was nobody around him. Um, yeah, and and that got called back and we we lost the tight one. But that's the same year. Um, that Oak Mountain came up here. Oh, that was classic. And, and we put it on them. Um, you know, I, I tell, I, I told that story forever and people just, they don't believe no. that Oak Mountain High School came to Holly Pond High School and we smoked them. Like it wasn't even 20, close. 28 to six. They were never in the ball game. No, it wasn't even close. And they brought, was it five or six charter buses? They brought, oh, man, they, they brought, I remember five because there were, there were two that were just for football and three for band. And that was right after uh, the new bleachers that, that we were talking about earlier. And we'd moved the, we'd moved the field over and built the track around it. And there was no room for anybody to sit in the stands because the band was all in there. (laughs) And, and they had like 20 kids that couldn't dress because they had numbers zero through 99. And there were 20 kids that, that didn't make the travel roster and, and they refused to cover the waggle. They, yeah, Zach, Zach Whitehead probably had a thousand yards receiving that night because they refused to cover him. Now, one thing you don't know that went on, their assistant coaches, even though it was a struggle for the game, had a really good night. We fed them a whole jar of peanut brittle. No, that's terrible. <laughs> we give them a whole jar of peanut brittle, and they're eating the whole ball game. That's so, so good. So, so kind of. Stumpson, you always brought us peanut. Brittle, yeah, yeah. And she gave us a jar of that night, and they eat it. So, <laughs> so funny, funny thing. You know, Chris Denny was playing on that team, and and Chris is coaching at Davidson High School uh, in Mobile now. He's actually their offense coordinator, and Chris and I still keep in touch and. And one of the assistant coaches at Davidson High School was an assistant coach on Oak Mountain staff. So he was one of your peanut brittle guys. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And they actually coached. Yeah, they coached together now. And Chris reminds him all the time. You remember that 
that trip y'all made to that little town, what was it, Holly Pond? And he's like, shut up. Don't talk to me. <laughs> right. hey, have, him, have him ask him about the peanut brittle. I, I need promise to. you. Yeah. They got a whole, it was like a jar or something yeah. of it, wasn't it, Ron? Yeah. She brought in a gallon jug. That's and, so good. But, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, we kept them busy. So That's funny. I'm, That's why they wouldn't cover in the waggle because y'all were feeding them. Well, they couldn't get that. They, <laughs> they couldn't make adjustments. <laughs> but uh, so good. Anyway, That's like, awesome. hey, we still have athletes like y'all were when you was in high school. We just got to get Coach Mason to straighten them out. Yeah, I, I look. They were in there the other day working out, and, and it was it was intense. It was good. Um, we've got we've got some really athletic kids, and we've got some kids that are that are pushing some weight and getting better. Um, you know, I, I would I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't count them out. I can tell you that, like that, they were, they were doing some things that, that give them an opportunity to be special. We, we've got a chance. Well, Nate, we'll go ahead and wrap up with this, but we want to say welcome home, once again. And uh, like I said, it's great to have you here, and I look forward to seeing you implement all the things you wish to to really keep our school move, moving forward. Yeah, you know, and 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 one thing we talked about a while ago, and. Um, you know, it's just so special to to have an opportunity to be home and and to be at a place where generations of my family and, and have have been. You know, even back to you know Grandpa and 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 Papa and those guys that you know they they went to the community schools and the community schools are now Holly Pond High School. Um, you know, and 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 I talked to to Jim Williamson, Jim Nell the other day and. And one thing that he brought up, that, and you and I kind of talked a little bit about that, um, you know, when, when I accepted the principal job at, at Etowah High School, you know, that, that was a couple of weeks before mom actually passed. And, um, you know, we, we didn't tell her, and we just came home. And, and, and by that time, you know, we, we kind of had a, an idea of what everything was. And, and that's the first thing she asked. She said, are you coming home? And, uh, you know, Jim... He brought that up and he said, you know, he said, now you can say yes. So, um, you know, it's special um, to, to be able to be at a place that just meant so much to her. And, you know, she was such a part of all of our kids' lives. Um, you know, there, there's, not a, there's not a guy that I grew up with that she didn't call son. Um, you know, so, so to be able to pour that kind of love into this generation of kids and then the next generation of kids, uh, you know, it, it's, it is special and, and, and Holly Pond's different. And if you're not from here, you can't possibly understand that. And, and, and the love that our community has for our school is just, it's different. It's unique. It's one of a kind and it's, and it's something that, that we're going to celebrate and we're going to expand on. And if they would like to donate to the Monica Walker Air Scholarship Fund, they can do it at People's Bank. Yeah. So they yeah, have a scholarship I, I, fund. For absolutely. Them. Yeah. That that's uh, that that's something that we do yearly. Um, you know, our family um, you know, committed to to do that uh, a couple years ago before Mom passed. That was one of the things that we talked about. And uh, man, I will tell you, we we've had some we've had some awesome winners that. The first couple years, um, you know, and, and we expect this senior class that I'll actually get to know personally now uh, to to really expand on that and continue to to take that into the future. Uh, but you know, one one shameless plug: we need your help 
we as in the school need our community. If you've got anything that you feel like you could add to our kids, call me. Come by the school. I want to sit down. I want to talk to you. Um, you know, we're, we're going to do an adulting 101 day where where our kids see what it's like to change a tire. If they don't know how to change a tire, you know, what's compounding interest? What what's you know what's a credit score? Why is that important? All things that our kids need to know that are not necessarily taught uh, on a daily basis. So we need our community's help with that. Um, you know, and and there are things and there are people in our community that that have talents and things that they just they I I don't even know. Um, you know, and, and I, I would ask if I did, you know, I, I promise. And, and there, I've got tons of phone calls I need to make already, but you know, if there's any way that, that you can pour into our kids, we want you to, and, and we want you to help. And, and that's, you know, financially that's great, but that ain't even really what I'm talking about. Um, you know, our kids need to see that, that you can do whatever you want to and graduate from Holly Pond high school, you know, cause we have a ton of successful people, uh, out there and that are doing great things that are impacting our world, you know, we, we just need our kids to see that. Well, Ron, if you'll wrap it up. We'll, and uh, we want to remind everyone that this will be on a podcast uh, as soon as the, game's, uh, the show's over. It'll go into a podcast. You can listen at it for the next year or so. Just tune in, see what we got to say, and go back to any of them and listen at them. And this is Ron Stone, and we want to thank our sponsors, Alpha Insurance Agent Talisa Shackles, Walker Brothers in Bailington, Affordable Tire and Automotive in Welty. Traditions Bank, Traditions Mortgage Company, Holly Pond Animal Clinic, Citizens Bank and Trust, Hopper's Family Market and Pharmacy in Fairview, Mullins Body Shop, Merchants Bank of Alabama, Randall Shedd, Alabama House District 11 representative, Holly Pond Supermarket, The Rough House, Farmers Poultry and Supply, Moss Service and Funeral Home, Holly Pond Tire and Lube, Stewart's Auto Parts, Hall's RV in Albertville, Heritage Dental, Dr. Brad McKinney in Aniana, Alabama Web Presses on Evil Road, Dan Stevens with Alabama Health Guidance, Sullivan Photography and Travel, The Spirit Shop, The Awards Palace, and we want to thank uh, Dr. Ayers for coming in tonight and hope to have you back again pretty soon. Absolutely. If y'all if y'all can put up with me, they, they, ain't, they ain't no doubt I've really enjoyed this, um, but you know, like you've mentioned a while ago, you know, it's it's such a cool transition, and to be able to say that it's a great day to be a Bronco <laughs> is pretty awesome. It is a great day to be a Bronco. Every day is a great day. To Every be a day is a great day to be a Bronco. We are glad you brought you come and visited us on date night with your wife. It is date night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Having an audience is not normal. I don't think, but, but yeah, I, I was on my best behavior tonight. So there you go. <laughs> Uh, we'll wrap it up and remind everyone uh, we're looking at next Tuesday night having Keith Morehouse on. That would be at 6.30 as opposed to the normal 7.30. Uh, they're on Eastern Time. He is the son of the broadcaster from Marshall that was in the uh, plane crash. And I know Jane Black is looking forward to this one. And um, But with that, we'll say goodnight, and we'll see you next week, everybody. <laughs>